Hey, make sure to check out the pilot episode of my brand new podcast, Honest History. The episode's titled Control Freaks, The Scientific Roots of Progressive Tyranny. It's available right now wherever you get your podcast. Great podcast today. Um, we have a huge announcement from John Irwin, who is part of Angel Studios, on something uh, that I think you're really going to like. A new series is being uh, launched, and it was launched on today's show, about the founders. You're going to love that. Also, we go through the court cases uh, from the Supreme Court this week and so much more all on the podcast, which begins after this quick message for Jace Medical. Jace Medical, they have been uh, working to get antibiotics into your hands in case you go on vacation or there's an emergency. The Jace case gives you five of the most common antibiotics and you can use them. Uh, and have them on hand in case something comes up. I just was in uh, London, happened to have the antibiotics because I have a Jace case, and we brought it with us. My son needed antibiotics, I needed the antibiotic, and then when we got home, we checked with the doctor and we were already past whatever it was that we had. Um, the next thing that Jace has done is they have made a way for you to get a year's worth of your prescription drugs just in case of catastrophic breakdown of some sort, you need your heart medicine or your your uh, uh, mental health medicine, you, your your medicine to keep you alive if you happen to need uh, injections because you're diabetic. Whatever it is that you need, they'll help you with that and get a year's worth at your home. I want you to visit Jace Medical. It's J-A-S-E medical.com jacemedical.com You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program So Pat um, affirmative action mm -hmm. yesterday mm -hmm. um, if, if I know my history and I'm pretty good at it uh, and I know what Martin Luther King was all about. Hmm. Yesterday would have been a very, very good day. Yes. But apparently the left is upset. Uh, very. Let me read you this tweet mm. from uh, Erica Marsh. She tweeted out. Oh, boy. It's not from a racist, <clears throat> is it? Oh, no. I, this, is a, okay. this is a person who supports people of color, Glenn. Okay. Um, okay. Good. Good. She good. tweeted right. today's Supreme Court decision is a direct mm -hmm. attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system? <laughs> wow. Wow, what a racist. I think, I think blood is coming out mm. of my eyes. Did you see? Did you see Jeez. the James Bond movie with the guy in Casino Royale? He kept had he would. Oh yeah. When he get really upset, the blood would come <laughs> yes. out of his tear ducts. It's actually yeah. shooting out of my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, <clears throat> that seems a little racist. Yeah. To say yeah. that a little no black person could get into college on merit. Is that amazing? Seems you know what it. You know what it seems like? 
it seems almost like the early American, very 20th century, early American progressive that uh-huh. thought that blacks were kind of subhuman right. and really mm-hmm. were really somebody that we should dispose of because they're useless. Which is why. Kind of sounds like that. Which is why Margaret Sanger, who was one of those progressives, uh, came up with a great idea of Planned Parenthood so that they could eliminate mm. the undesirables before they were even born. And we don't have to well, worry about it. Well, let me it. tell you. We're only you're only saying that because of the writings of Margaret Sanger, where she said, don't tell the black pastors that we're trying to get rid of all blacks. Right. That's the only reason right. I'm saying I'm only saying it only- because it's true. So, right. you know, yeah. uh, I know yeah. that's a that's my fault. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. America is not used to hearing truth uh, anymore, and we're sorry to break it to you. But uh, that's some of the things that we have for you. By the way, I just did a podcast on uh, what's called the Red Pill Room. That is part of uh, the um, uh, the tour here for history. We have millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars worth of art, American artifacts. And I love it when people say, you know, you're just you're just you're just trying to make uh, the Republicans look good. Mm, no, um, I, we start the red pill room with Theodore Roosevelt, uh, and uh, he was a Republican and a progressive. And he thought, you know, we don't take our cattle and just let them breed with any other cow we decide who they can breed with and that's what we should do with humans in fact we didn't have a blood test we didn't have a marriage license until that kind of thinking happened and origin of the species which said there are subhumans people that aren't fully baked and it was codified but follow the science follow the science (laughs) um this is exactly the kind of thinking, and we're returning to it. And the people yeah. who say they're for civil rights, you know, I, I swear to you, I've got to do this. I just don't, just don't have any time. But I'm telling you, my gut screams this to me, that the great society, you can't take Johnson, who was the guy who stopped the Civil Rights Act in 1959, And then by 1964, have him the champion of civil rights. It makes no sense. The guy was an extraordinary racist till the day he dropped dead. And all of the everything that was done in great society crippled the black family and the black man crippled, broke the family up. Black families had a better record of staying together in 1963 than white families did by a lot. Now look at it yeah. by a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm, fact, I'm it telling turned, you, th- it turned around almost exactly because it was, I think, eighty or eighty-five percent of black families had the father in the home. Now yes, it's yes. it's seventy-three percent don't. So it's an amazing turnaround. And, and why? And why? And why it? It was because the great society rewarded families that didn't have a father. So it encouraged fathers to leave the home. Black fathers. These people, I really, truly believe, they didn't change their spot. How do you go from, we want to kill all black people, 
to, hey, let's help them out in four years. And then every single one of your policies cripples people that are black, cripples them, enslaves them. And then you come out and say some of the most racist stuff I've heard to date. Uh, You know, uh, blacks will never amount to anything (laughs) unless we let them in without merit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And did you see the ratios at Harvard, for instance, is just one of the schools that have these ratios. But the admittance rate for blacks uh, up until now was 58% at Harvard. So 50, 58% of blacks who apply to Harvard get into Harvard. It was 35% for Hispanics. Uh, I'm not looking at it right in front of me, but I think the white uh, number was 18%. And for Asians, four, 13 or 14%. So Can I tell you something? Out of whack. I, don't, I don't know if you know this, and a lot of people will be shocked by this, but I'm not Asian. And hmm. uh, even though I'm not Asian... I have no problem with Asians beating my children mm-hmm. in a race to Harvard. Asians have a work ethic, uh, generally speaking. I don't want to be racist. <laughs> um, generally speaking, they have a work ethic and an education ethic that whites don't have. Nobody has. They happen to. And Indians are very much the same. They come over here, they work really hard. I don't know about you, but when I look up from the operating table as they're putting the mask over my face, I don't want to see the guy who's like, yeah, I'm, I, I didn't pass any of the tests, but I got into medical school. <laughs> and then count back to 10. No, no, no. I want the most qualified person. When I drive over a bridge... I don't care the color of the person's skin that designed it. I want to make sure they were the best in their class. I want to make sure they didn't just slip in because of their color. Well, what is so racist about that? It makes no sense. We will never go to space again if we just take people who are not qualified and move them, move them to the top and give them the education, and the most qualified not give the education. And I don't care what color you are. And by the way, I apologize for saying we went to space. We'll never go to space again. We clearly never went to space. That was Hollywood. That was definitely Hollywood. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So while the rest of the world yesterday uh, was talking about affirmative action, um, Joe Biden was right on point talking about abortion, (laughs) talking about abortion. Uh, And uh, his point of view is hmm, interesting, Uh, but he's he's speaking from the standpoint of a, a very devout Catholic. That's the um, thing. And when I say very devout, mm-hmm. devout Catholic, I think maybe the kind of Catholic that runs the Vatican Bank. Other <laughs> than that, probably not so Catholic. Um, here's what he here's what he said yesterday. So I'm, you know, I happen to be a practicing <laughs> Catholic. I'm not big uh-huh. on abortion, uh-huh. but guess what? 
Roe v. Wade got it right. Really? Oh uh, yeah. I bet the Pope feels yeah, that. Be- well, this bet. Pope might. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Roe v. Wade cut in a place where the vast majority uh-huh. of religions have reached an agreement. Historically, the first three months or thereabouts in all major religions was that's between a woman and her doctor. Can I tell you how many times have you read Jesus oh, saying that's between you and your doctor? <laughs> Want to kill a baby? Three months, first three months. I'm going to give it to you. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, What's if your, your doctor, doctor say, yeah. What? What? Did you counsel with your doctor? Because sure. in that eventuality, sure. whatever sure. you want to do is you could perfectly ca- fine. You could counsel with God. He might have another opinion, but but don't. First three months. Yeah, we've all made an agreement. He goes on. The next three months is between, I mean, just a woman and her family. So I guess at that just point... Just a woman the, and her family. Yeah, the doctor's been cut the out of that arrangement, I guess, now. But then right, he goes let's on... Let's not use the word cut out. Oh, it's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. next three months... So we're up to the so third... So this is nine months. Third trimester now. Uh, the uh-huh. next three months is between a woman and her doctor. So it goes back to forget the family. Now you're back to listening to your doctor. And then okay. the last three months, now we're up to a year. <laughs> we're up to a year. The last three months mm-hmm. have to be negotiated because you can't, unless you're in a position where your physical health is at stake, you can't do it. So that's, if you're a year so, pregnant, you may not terminate, is, I guess. <laughs> so if you are carrying a child at 12 months. Yeah. Then you can't do you it. You can't do it. You can't. Do you it. can't do an abortion do after unless your health mm-hmm. is at stake. Now, so if you have like tuberculosis uh, and a three-month-old, you right. can kill the child. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay, good. Now right. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking during the fifth trimester. You know that's between. <laughs> that's between the mother and her second cousin. I, and leave really? the doctor out, leave okay. the rest of the family out. What about the 73rd trimester? That's between the mother, her favorite sous chef, and her uh-huh. hairstylist. So okay. if all of Where those is agree, it? Is it the Is it the 90th trimester where it's between the husband and the mechanic? <laughs> no, the husband's never involved. But the mechanic oh, could be involved. if okay. it's a woman. If, if it's a yes. woman. Okay, yes. so it's between a woman and her female mechanic. But we can't <laughs> can... identify the female because we don't no, know what a female we don't is. Know. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. important. Okay. We don't All know. Right. Unless that's good. if you're a biologist <laughs> and you can't identify the gender of the mechanic, you, you, bring the, uh, you bring the biologist in on it as well. But what if you're a biologist so you can identify a woman, but you don't know what a mechanic is? <laughs> because <laughs> you'd have to be yeah. a biologist yeah. mechanic man uh um, to be able to right, identify one right so it gets very dicey very as dicey. Uh, time goes on it does and by the time the kid's 26 <laughs> it's almost impossible to it's abort it impossible. yeah but i mean you still yeah, could sure but you'd have to figure right. out the whole chain. right it's a yeah, it's yeah. a mechanic's right to choose right. at that point. Right. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, Good. So, could I just ask, when did... All, could you read the first part mm-hmm. of the f- first three months again? 
Yeah. Uh, Roe v. Wade cut in a place where the vast majority of religions have reached an agreement. Historically, the first three months or thereabouts in all major religions was that's between a woman and her doctor. Hmm. Now, can I ask when they held this meeting? Yeah, the major religions. (laughs) All major religions get together to agree. That was Uh, Vatican Nine, I think. Uh, Vatican Nine, where they not they didn't just decide Catholic doctrine, but they invited all other religions in, and they all sat down, and they couldn't come to an agreement. So they said, "You know what? Let's leave this to a woman and uh, her doctor." In this case. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's weird because usually they would say and a priest. But, yes. But but they, they didn't. don't have female priests, so you can't <laughs> include them. Uh, so okay. So I don't remember Vatican Nine, um, but mm. historically, mm-hmm. I think where churches fell was the first three months uh, is the time before the quickening. And yeah, when you, can you tell the couldn't be there. charged. Well, no, it wasn't. The quickening was when the woman first said the baby moved. That was the that okay, that's yes. what the okay. quickening was. That was the time that someone back historically could. I mean, I know, you know, in caveman days, all the churches agreed on an <laughs> ultrasound. Um, but. When the quickening happened, the baby moved, then the woman or somebody who, let's say, you know, uh, beat her up or pushed her down the stairs or whatever, <clears throat> would be held for murder after the quickening. Before mm. that, you didn't have verification. Uh, so right. that, 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 I hate to bring that up to Joe yeah. Biden because he is such a good Catholic. Oh, you know, man. Um, yeah. yeah, he is. He's, that in the he goes to he goes to mass every day. That's how Catholic he is. Every, every day. day. Wow. Yeah, and it's weird because his son goes to hookers like every three day. times a day. <laughs> yeah, every day, and uh, that's wow. He's is pretty that devoted. A worshiping. Yeah, he's pretty to devout. hookers. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. he's very devoted to the hookers or uh, anybody really but, that he's sniffing cocaine off the belly of. He's devoted to any of those right. people. So right, could be anybody. Yeah, could be a could. Buddhist it because could. all religions could be involved in that. Right. Well, that's good. Um, I'm glad we. I'm glad we got that uh, bit of information from uh, Joe Biden. Did you see him uh, yesterday? Kind of waddle to the uh, door in uh in the white house he was I making didn't. a statement about a f- yeah he was making a statement about affirmative action he's in the white house and he slowly walks away from the podium and then stands there at the door uh, i mean i've seen uh more intelligence in my dog when he's standing at the door going <laughs> i gotta go outside mm-hmm. um at least there's something behind those eyes. Watch this. Is this a rogue court? Uh, this is not a rogue court. Uh, not normal, right? and I need my pudding. Wow. It's nummy time, and then night time, and the president brings my pills in every day. Nice, Wait, Mr. President, you, you are Kamala. the president. You you are the president. 
No, it's a no. nice black woman uh, right. that comes in uh, and uh, she gives me my nummies. Uh, so that's uh, that's great. Then he was on MSNBC, and after the interview, he just decided to get up. Yeah, even before the interview ended, this is fun. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Uh, <laughs> He's just. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well, you know, at this point. At least we can laugh about it. I mean, because we yeah. would be crying mm-hmm. uh, if we weren't laughing about it. But uh, I mean, are these warning it's good signs for entertainment purposes? Are these warning signs? To are there what? Any Democrats? Are they? Is anybody concerned on the left about the shape this guy is in? They, you know, we see this stuff every day and we comment on it, but it seems like everybody else on the left are. is ignoring it. You do I, think I they are? I have to tell you, the left. Yeah, the left is different than the average Democrat, I think. The, yeah. the average Democrat, the one that just, you know, is our neighbor, yeah. I think they're just as concerned about it as we are, and they think the same thing that we do. Kamala Harris. Yeah. No. That is the problem. Stay in. Just stay alive, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just stay alive. That's the best insurance policy I've ever seen. I think that's why he picked her. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. So you'd be rooting I mean, for America, yeah. I don't know, no, no. you want her? No. Nope. No. Nope, I'm with you, no. Joe. I'm with you. Some breaking news, Glenn. Uh, the Supreme Court has made a decision um, about the web designer that uh, who designs oh, things please. for weddings and whatnot. And so the gay couple went to him and he didn't want to do it. And they just ruled in his favor. Is that amazing? In the web designers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Uh, let me read thank you the, f- the first paragraph uh, from the AP. In a defeat for gay rights. Is it, though? Is it really a what? defeat for gay rights? This is a victory for the rights of all citizens. Everybody. For, yes, we're up. First of all, first of all, can I just ask, if, if I were going to have a wedding and somebody said, I hate Glenn Beck, mm-hmm. and there's lots of those people, I hate Glenn Beck. I'm not making a cake for Glenn Beck's wedding. I wouldn't want the guy to right. make my cake. Yeah. I'm sorry to be sexist or the woman. Mm-hmm. But then if I would have said woman, why would you say woman? Because she's in the kitchen all the time, so there's no way to win. <laughs> but I don't, There. I mean, I wouldn't want them. Why? Other than making a point, you know, the poor cake master guy in uh, Colorado? Yeah. He's going back to the Supreme Court. That guy has spent 15 years right. of his life yeah. battling this. It's and, insane. And who knows how many hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars um, have been involved there, too. He, uh, he, in one of these oh. cases, they lost, their, they lost their shop. They, you know, they had to do something else. They lost their home. Uh, but... This particular ruling, the Supreme Court's conservative majority ruled today that a Christian graphic artist who wants to design wedding websites can refuse to work with same-sex couples. Court ruled 6-3 to three for designer Lori Smith, despite a Colorado law that bars discrimination based on sexual orientation, race, gender, and other characteristics. Smith had argued that the law violates her free speech rights. Absolutely, it did. Smith's opponents 
warned that a win for her would allow a range of businesses to discriminate, refusing to serve black, Jewish, or Muslim customers. Nonsense. Interracial. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, first of all, if there is a restaurant, I mean, and there were restaurants in, um, there was the Coffee Cup Cafe in some place in Texas, and each word was spelled with a K. Very subtle. Um, wow. And uh, it was very uncomfortable, and everything was made to be uncomfortable for blacks. You know what? If that's what they want to do, I want to make sure I know what business that is. Mm-hmm. And people just won't go. Right. Uh, and, you know, you want to be racist, be racist. But, you know, I ain't going to your place, and I don't know anybody who does. And anybody who is sitting, and I'm driving by, and I see... You were having coffee at the KKK place. I know who you are now mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Let the let the free market sort it all out. Uh, hopefully that business would go out of business. Um, but they, they write, Neil Gorsuch wrote, uh, the First Amendment envisions the United States as a rich and complex place where all persons are free to think and speak as they wish, not as the government demands. The um, dissent was written by Sonia Sotomayor, Today, the court, for the first time in its history, grants a business open to the public a constitutional right to refuse to serve members of a protected class. Uh, no, that's not wow. true. No, wait a minute. Not. It's not true that they are not saying, at least in the cake uh, thing, you, you can't. Uh, I, I won't make a cake for you. Right. I won't make a wedding cake for you. She's not saying I won't take pictures for you. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't take pictures of your wedding for you. You cannot compel speech. That is the thing that makes us America. And everybody misunderstands the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is only written down because sometimes it's tough. Sometimes people are saying things that you don't like. People say things I don't like all the time. I get over it or I debate them. Uh, You know, it's not less speech. It's more speech. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. You don't ever have to go to court to protect. I love pudding. I mean, maybe maybe in the case of Bill Cosby, but I think that was a little different. Um, You don't have to you don't have to protect things that aren't controversial, that aren't tough you don't need the bill of rights for those things you need the bill of rights for that lone individual that says things that you hate today in saint george there is they've shipped in a bunch of people bust them in from all over the west to do a a trans show in one of the parks here and there's a big um uh, there's a big counter protest that is planned why why? These people are not part of the community. They're being bussed in for a reason. They want to stir up trouble. Mm-hmm. They want to get uh, all kinds of press for it. Why waste your time going down there? They're not from your community. Mm-hmm. Let them come in, do their thing, and go, gee, I thought that would end differently, and move on to another community where hopefully they'll be ignored there as well. Or if they're in their own community, 
where it's accepted, okay. Right. We are, uh, we are, we're missing um, the point here of the Bill of Rights and the right of people to do and say outrageous things. We don't have to like it. Um, in fact, that's the point. There's going to be a lot of things that people say that we don't like. We must stand up for those people when they're saying things we hate. Otherwise, we shouldn't expect it to happen when we're the ones saying things that other people don't agree with. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Tammy Nichols, she is an Idaho state senator. Tammy, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having me on, Glenn. You're welcome. How did this bill come about and what does it mean? Well, you know, in Idaho, we've had um, our fair share of things that have happened in our state, going back to the Ruby Ridge siege um, with the Weavers uh, back in the um, early 90s. And uh, in my district, District 10, uh, we have very engaged uh, people here uh, that are involved in the Republican Party, involved in the conservative movement. And we've just seen the things that have been transpiring across the nation in our state. Uh, in regards to the weaponization of government and more specifically the FBI. So several of uh, my constituents here got together and put together this resolution to present at our summer meeting uh, for the state GOP. Uh, We weren't sure how far it would get. We weren't sure if it would get any pushback, but it actually sailed right through. We had some really good resolutions that actually passed this last uh, summer meeting, but this was one of them, and this is one that has really picked up uh, steam uh, in the media because it is so straightforward, and it really uh, hits on the issues that are, are transpiring in our government. Okay, so before we get into the resolution and and what has to happen and what it means, um, tell people um, in a in abbreviated form as much as you can. What happened with Ruby Ridge? Most Americans think of Ruby Ridge and they think conspiracy theory, whatever, because that's how it was sold to the American people. Oh, it's some gun nut up in the woods. Tell us what happened with Ruby Ridge. Well, basically, and I was I was really young when it actually transpired, uh, but I remember yeah. watching the news on on what was going on, and, and even thinking back then, you know, why why is this happening? Uh, you know, you had a you had an issue with a with a, a sawed off shotgun, and uh, uh, the Weavers went up to their cabin, uh, just wanted to be left alone, basically, and uh, and started being surveilled by the FBI. There was. Uh, issues going on they wanted him to uh, randy weaver to turn himself in uh and, and there ended and, up being and, a standoff and, mm-hmm. and tammy if i'm not mistaken the sawed off shotgun was entrapment um it was right. the fbi agent trying to get him to saw off this shotgun for him he sawed it off in a legal way and then the fbi agent said no can you add another quarter inch or something like that he did and then tried to arrest him, right? Right. It was used as a as a as a tool to yes, as an entrapment. And uh, so the right. standoff ensued, and uh, uh, the the wife of Randy Weaver uh, ended up getting shot. Uh, there there was a a bunch of things that that transpired, but there was a standoff that took place. 
and people died and uh, and it, it was it never needed to happen. That did not need to transpire the way that right. it did. And, and we see and that I, happening I, in different areas. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I remember right, it did go to court and the FBI was excoriated, I believe, um, in the verdict. And Correct. we never seem to learn the lesson. The FBI never seems to learn the lesson. And it happens over and over and over again. And it's getting much worse. Correct. Well, and in this resolution, we put in, there's several examples that are put in. I mean, you have the the Ruby Ridge, you have the Waco, Texas, you have uh, different programs that the FBI have put together, like Pro, uh, that transpired. Uh, And we're going back, you know, to the the early 50s. So this has been going on for a long time. And then we have more recent things that have transpired, such as parents speaking out at the school board meetings that have been Mm -hmm. put under surveillance. So there's all these issues that are continuing. And you're right. Our government doesn't seem to learn the lesson. I was just back in D.C. just a couple of months ago uh, with uh, another organization to talk to Jim Jordan's committee and those that are on it about what's transpiring with the weaponization of government how NGOs are being utilized um, to put people on lists and that the government is utilizing those lists and people don't even know they're on that. And then we have the FBI with what they've been doing with the surveillance, with what's happened with parents that are speaking out at the school board meetings, what's happened with President Trump. And so we have all these things that are transpiring where we just have a entity that is out of control, government overreach and not staying within their jurisdiction of the, of the Constitution. We're talking to uh, Idaho State Senator Tammy Nichols about a uh, GOP resolution that has just passed condemning the FBI and calling for its abolition. So it it moves from the GOP. Will it actually become a resolution uh, that you think can pass? Yeah, well, you know, as as a senator, you know, our my desire and, and how it should work is that the things that are passed at the state party GOP meetings should translate over to the legislative session. And, uh, you know, like in this last one, we had 26 different resolutions that passed. So now those 26 should come over through through the legislative process into actual pieces of legislation or legislative resolutions. So what we're hoping transpires with this, and, and I'm, I'm a, a co-chair of the Idaho Freedom Caucus, and my, my members are very excited about this sort of pieces of, of, of legislation that could come into play. So what we're hoping to, to get out of this is that we would like to see other states also run similar resolutions at their state party level. And then also, you know, because we say in this resolution that if the FBI cannot be reformed, then we do support uh, an abolition of this government agency. So so we're kind of trying to give that incentive first that, you know, to reform. But we don't have a very good track record <laughs> that, that's transpired no. with this. So the next step no, is mean, to call for the abolition. So how is the state going to pressure I mean, what what do you have uh, to use as leverage to get them to reform? Well, first, this resolution is going to be sent to our uh, senators and our congressmen uh, in D.C. So we want them to know that this is something that the state GOP as a whole is wanting to see transpire. And, you know, we're going to be looking to them, of course, to help try to to lead that or to start putting the pressure on 
the federal government to rein in the FBI. If that is not the case, then the states have sovereignty. The states can exercise their sovereignty. And and we see that happening in in all sorts of other forms where states, you know, do things that, uh, you know, the federal government may not like or, you know, like with drugs or with illegal immigration or, or any of that sort of stuff that the states exercise their sovereignty. And that's really what we're getting to now. We the federal government is not doing their job. Uh, the states are the ones that give the, the power, the control to the federal government. And so the states need to start exercising their sovereignty and saying, we are not participating in this anymore. They're not welcome in the state. If the FBI comes to the state, then our sheriffs, our constitutional sheriffs need to exercise their authority. Uh, but we need to we need to put our, our federal government, our congressmen and our senators on notice that this is what we want to see transpire. And if it does not happen, the states need to start exercising their sovereignty to say, we're not participating in this anymore or we are we are going to uh, regain our our control and our authority to say enough is enough and do that through legislation. I have to, or, mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you, I think this is the bravest legislation in any state that I have seen yet. I mean, this is uh, this is powerful. Are you how much pushback are you getting from the people in the state? And uh, are you worried about federal pushback at all? You know, so far, we haven't received a lot of pushback in our state. Uh, again, this is a resolution that we weren't even sure how far it was going to get, and it wasn't one that we that we thought was going to actually get a lot of attention. Uh, but the more it's it's getting out there, I've had actually people from different parts of the country contacting me because of things that have happened to them uh, and their their uh, uh, situations that they've had dealing with the FBI. So that's been very interesting to me to see the people actually become aware of what's transpiring and that we actually ran this. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm hoping, I mean, we might get pushed back on the federal level, but so be it because we have an out of control agency that is acting with uh, outside of the constitution, outside of their authority. And we have to re- we have to retain that. We have to get that back under control. So, so be it. I hope that you have enough people, um, in uh, the legislature that have clean lives because that's the way the FBI has gotten away with it for so long. They'll gather information on people. This is what Hoover did and then use it against them and, uh, and blackmail them into siding with them. So I, I hope you have enough in the legislature that are that fear their God more than they fear the United States, uh, the, uh, the FBI. Yeah. You know, I, and, and we know that, that, that there are tools that are, that are utilized to, to get people to, to do things. Uh, and again, that's why we put the examples that are in uh, this resolution so that people are aware that these are the things that have transpired in the past. These are the things that have transpired recently and that we have a problem that we need to get back under control. Tammy Nichols, the uh, Idaho state Senator, um, a part of the uh, freedom caucus in Idaho. Thanks for being on. And uh, I am a a proud resident of the state part-time, but I'm a proud resident and landowner in uh, Idaho. And I'm counting on you guys, keeping it free. Thank you so much. Thank you. 